This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Some Republican candidates who are challenging Kay Ivey in the Republican primary race for governor are now distinguishing themselves when it comes to medical marijuana. Lindy Blanchard was in Birmingham recently to speak to the Young Republicans Club. Blanchard says that she considers the legalization of medical marijuana in the state a done deal. Blanchard said she is opposed to the legalization of marijuana as a recreational drug, and she would consider herself a gatekeeper against that happening if she's ever governor of Alabama. Blanchard also disclosed that her college-age son died from a drug addiction and that the gateway drug to his condition was marijuana. Tim James is also running to be Alabama's governor, and he believes that the bill that was signed into law last year by Governor Ivey should be repealed. James says it's an unwise decision that is going to make Alabama into Colorado on steroids. James says that he has read medical studies that show that medical marijuana does not do what it's promoted to do by its advocates, and that when it comes to pain management, a patient can already get access to those necessary drugs without the need for dispensaries being created here in this state. And Springville Mayor Dave Thomas is very much in favor of both medical marijuana and recreational marijuana being legalized. Thomas says it's absurd to outlaw the growing of a plant and using it in its natural form compared to what Big Pharma is doing through the opioid crisis. Thomas is also running in the primary against Ivy to be the Republican candidate in the governor's race. A bill has been introduced into the legislative session in Alabama that would exempt food items from a sales tax. Currently, the grocery tax is used for the education budget and brings in about $500 million per year. The legislation would give a tax cut to low- and middle-class residents based off of studies done by the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities. In order to be fully implemented, Alabamians would have to vote to change the state's constitution on whether or not these food items get taxed at the full state rate. State Representative Mike Holmes is sponsoring HB 174. A separate companion bill was introduced into the state Senate. That one is SB 43. An Alabama man is now under arrest in Texas for murder. Darren Starr turned himself into police this past weekend in the town of Hondo. Starr is wanted for his part in a murder-for-hire situation. He's facing charges for the shooting death of Sarah Starr, his former sister-in-law. Sarah Starr was killed outside of her home in Coffee County back in 2017. She was a teacher out of Enterprise and was also the mother of four children. Starr will soon be extradited back to Alabama for the case. The National Weather Service has more details about last week's storms after a survey has been conducted in various counties. One woman died and three others were injured when one of the storms went through a mobile home park in Hale County. The NWS says an EF0 tornado touched down near the town of Eclectic. Another twister landed northeast of Dietzville and an EF2 tornado touched down in Sawyerville. A total of five twisters were confirmed by the NWS. A unanimous vote has now resulted in a new incoming Auburn University president. The Auburn University Board of Trustees has chosen Christopher Roberts to be the 21st president of the school. Roberts has been a professor at Auburn since 1994 and has since become the dean of the Samuel Jinn College of Engineering. Roberts will step into the new position as president this coming May. Current president Jay Goge is retiring in June. 
The confirmation vote to bring on Roberts comes after a nine-month national search with a 22-member presidential advisory search committee that considered all 60 candidates. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, about 1,700 U.S. troops have now arrived in Poland to reinforce the allied countries within the North American Treaties Organization, known as NATO. A total of 3,000 troops have been ordered to Poland and Romania by President Joe Biden as Russia continues its military buildup along the border of Ukraine. The U.S. Pentagon confirms that most of the 1,700 service members in Poland are part of the 82nd Airborne Division coming from Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Russian President Vladimir Putin says he has no plans to invade Ukraine at this point. However, there are over 100,000 troops stationed at the Russia-Ukrainian border. The National Security Advisor for the Biden administration, Jake Sullivan, recently spoke about the situation while on Fox News this past Sunday. Sullivan was asked the question on whether a Russian invasion was imminent. Uh, Any day now, Russia could take military action against Ukraine, or it could be a couple of weeks from now, or Russia could choose to take the diplomatic path instead. The key thing is that the United States needs to be and is prepared for any of those contingencies in lockstep with our allies and partners. We have reinforced and reassured our allies on the eastern flank. We have united the West. We have provided material support to Ukraine, all of President Biden's direction. And we have also offered Russia a diplomatic path if they choose to take it. If war breaks out, it will come at an enormous human cost to Ukraine, but we believe that based on our preparations and our response, it will come at a strategic cost to Russia as well. A doctor who promoted the use of vitamin D to protect from COVID-19 infection, as well as early treatment like ivermectin, is now talking about the increase in cancer that he is seeing among those who are vaccinated. Dr. Ryan Cole is using the data from his own patients, saying the vaccine is compromising immune systems and therefore allowing cancer to grow unchecked. The shot they still are telling people to get a booster is a spike protein that's toxic to the human body that causes the same disease as the virus and is predisposing people to autoimmune attacks and potentially short-term cancer risks. I have tons of oncologists after I reported those coming forward and saying, yeah, I'm seeing the weirdest cancers And cancers that we've been able to keep in check and treat, taking off like wildfires, going stage two, stage three, stage four, like that. And that's because of the immune dysregulation that these shots cause. Well, when these receptors get knocked out after the shot, there's total receptor seven and eight. Those keep viruses in check. There was a great study out of the Netherlands, Dr. Fossa and his colleagues, and he showed that those were decreased. Now, number three and four, toll receptors, they keep cancer in check. So, you know, we have little cancer cells in our body and and mutations all day long. So our immune system goes along, knocks on the door and says, hey, you don't look right, and blows that cell up. But if you put those cells to sleep by turning their cell signal mechanisms off, now that cancer cell says, hey, nobody's knocking on my door, nobody's killing me. And now that cancer says, hey, let's grow, let's double, let's triple, quadruple, et cetera. And so that's the problem. Now, we don't know how long the immune system is suppressed after the shots and how long these receptors are shut off because those studies aren't done. I hope I'm wrong. I hope the immune system, you know, revs right back up and everybody's going to be fine. That's my, in my heart, my hope. But as a scientist, I can't deny what I'm seeing. 
Cole recently made these comments while speaking to the New American. Cole is a board-certified pathologist who trained at the Mayo Clinic. He runs Cole Diagnostics in the state of Idaho, which is one of the largest independent labs in that state. He also has 20 years' experience in molecular diagnostics and dermatopathology. A new study released by Israeli scientists is also backing up claims about the efficacy of vitamin D against COVID-19. The peer-reviewed study was published in the journal PLOS and was done by researchers at Bar-Ilan University and the Galilee Medical Center. The research was done during the two waves of the COVID virus coming into Israel. The study found that 26% of COVID-19 patients with vitamin D deficiency died, while those with the normal vitamin D levels had only a 3% mortality rate. The researchers say it was remarkable and striking to see the difference in the chances of becoming a severe patient with COVID-19 when a person is lacking vitamin D compared to when a patient is not. The Uyghur people group out of China and East Turkestan are protesting the Olympic Games that have begun in China. Instead, they're demanding freedom from the Chinese security forces that are occupying that land. East Turkestan was taken over through a communist massacre back in 1997 and then annexed by the Chinese communist government. The protest was organized by former members of the Turkestan government who are now gone into exile after China assumed control. The Muslim Uyghurs have experienced genocide from the communist government, and the anniversary of that massacre occurred during the opening games of the World Olympics in China. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. You won't want to miss out on Right Side Radio and host Phil Williams as he talks about how freedom is contagious. The Canadian Freedom Convoy, they call it, the large group of truckers, and by the way, I mean way, way large, like 50,000 people large, has inspired folks all over the globe, literally. And while I was researching for the show on that topic, I had the thought that freedom is contagious. I, that, 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 that phrase came to me. And just like that, I knew I also had my monologue for today. But then as I sat down to put my thoughts in order, just kind of on a whim, I Googled the phrase, freedom is contagious. And of course, it was already out there. I discovered various iterations of it, but the one that really got my attention was the former Republican governor of Colorado from 1997, or excuse me, 1999 to 2007, Governor Bill Owens. He said that exact same thing. In fact, here's a full quote. He said, freedom is contagious. That's why despots fear it so much. Yeah, what a great quote. But what does it mean? Well, it means that in times of oppression, when the dark clouds of government overreach are raining on people's lives, that one person, just one, who is willing to take a step out and risk their own security to stand in the face of tyranny, well, it inspires others, which then inspires others, which then cascades, and the calls for freedom can be far more contagious than any virus. Sometimes it's a word. Sometimes a writing. Sometimes it's an action or a call to arms. Sometimes it's just a look in a crowd that one person gives another that both of them know means, I've got your back, let's do this. You can find more of Phil Williams at rightsideradio.org. If you're enjoying The Daily Detail and want to get those reports directly to your electronic device, well, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.